0: Aloha, everyone. I'm Jason Schwartz, your host of the Neutral Zone, MauiNeutralZone.com. I have a very special guest here today. I have Sudanam. Sudanam, why don't you give everyone your name as you'd like to uh, have it known?
1: Aloha. Aloha. Greetings from South Central Los Angeles. We are on native land. My name on the ballot is Sudanam Moyoasife Curry. My full name, Ayape, Fatima, Suriname kinamu, Christian, Moyoasifei Curry.
0: Now, if you are, uh, the last name is Curry. So, no, Moyoasifei no, Curry. Moif, Moifes, spell that for us, can you?
1: Mo, I'm going to pronounce it. Moyoasifei Irish, Curry. It's a hyphenated name.
0: I see. Well, do you mind if I call you Sudenam? Of course not. Okay,
1: good. I'd love my name.
0: Let me share with you people in the audience. Uh is running to be president of the United States from the Green Party. And I have a lot of a, theme, a lot of affinity for the Green Party in 92, 94, and 96 of that last century when the Green Party <laughs> was just starting in Hawaii, I was a candidate. In fact, ran for mayor in in 1994 and um, this year we have a need of uh, values and um, in running for president if you win i would say you'd be a long shot because of what's going on and especially we're in the middle of this covid crisis so you getting out there as a candidate is difficult so i thought why don't i do my part and share with the people of hawaii and the world people that have the gumption to run for president of the United States from the Green Party. And um, so thank you for joining me here today. Really happy to have you.
1: The same. I've enjoyed all of our conversations and I'm very proud of your run to make the Green Party a party of importance in your state. I'm very grateful.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I don't think we have any candidates running here locally, but I think that the values that I hold so dear from the Green Party uh, have all kinds of colors and persuasions of people and ideas, but what is it that drew you to the Green Party? This isn't your first time running, I understand.
1: No, I, I like to take a step back. I, I'm a fourth generation farmer. I come from a, a long line of agricultural soil and earth first love from my family. So From the beginning of my existence, I understood the damage that our life as human beings was having on our planet, our Mother Earth. And I knew, like the rest of my generations understood, that the Earth does not need us. We human beings have a dysfunctional existence with this planet that is hosting us. So I understood that there needed to be a paradigm shift in our species awareness and understanding about our, our it's not even a coexistence. We need the earth. The earth does not need us to exist. So right. I've always known because I'm a I'm a dirt, I'm a soil person, that the majority of our species does not understand in the end nature will always win. I've always known that. So my parents had been supportive of the Green Party before us. But I, you know, being raised in California, I'm 58. So I was born in 1962. So my view of the world is from a proactive one. Because my parents, folks in my community, we got the first black councilman in my district. We got uh, Gilbert Lindsay before him on the council was Tom Bradley, who became the first black mayor. Right. Shirley Chisholm ran for president. So I grew up looking at the system working. So unlike my parents, I did not embody the um, this, the lived history of racism as my parents had. So I knew the Green Party exists because they had voted. They were Nader Raiders. But I thought because of my experience you know, as a black Californian, seeing the progress that through the Democratic Party, we could exist. But guess who taught me my lesson? Al Gore. When uh-huh. Al Gore, I voted for him, I will never vote for a corporate Democrat again in my life. Because I held my nose because of Ralph, because of Lieberman, and thought that, okay, we got to compromise so we can get what we want. Nah. Thank goodness I was 40 years old and I challenged myself. You're brilliant, you're smart, you have all this stuff. Why aren't you working to change a nation that has made it possible for you to be who you are? And I had to suck it up and be honest that what party embodies my values? And when you look at the 10 key values, the four pillars, ecological wisdom, and I'm, you know, I'm eco-friendly being a farmer. So the Green Party did, but I understood that our party, our social justice platforms were inadequate in order to address and arrest the flaws of our nation's beginning. So I knew joining that ending white privilege, deconstructing capitalism into a more eco-friendly, earth-friendly was something that I had to do and I had to bring with me.
0: When you say deconstructing capitalism, I think what that means to me is making it more user friendly, <laughs> meaning no. uh, a little more social sharing. Is that what you mean? I mean,
1: Not what, at does, all.
0: what does capitalism deconstruction mean?
1: Oh, OK. The capitalism that's being used now is crony and corporate capitalism. <laughs> not that it's the best system but the system that's been involved in what we're dealing is destructive it is treacherous because there's no account for land air water sea there's corporate uh welfare in the level of capitalism we see here in the u.s there's no backing of a monetary system it's all fake and phony we saw it in the uh, do, was that not the dot com what's the last one they did ripped off homeowners so this capitalism is not built to sustain but we have to deconstruct capitalism because this capitalism is not this capitalism of four other strains so i believe that most people don't understand capitalism it's not a good system most people don't understand socialism I, in fact, uh, facilitated the eco-socialism workshops in 2016. I had to grow and evolve to green system change, which eco-socialism isn't. And what happens is that there is no clear path right now for looking at ecological economics because no one has designed it to put benchmarks on a 5, 10, 15. So our campaign started this conversation months ago, but we started it in a measurable way last month. So the, every problem has a solution. So I believe we have enough brain power, enough intelligence, enough, and enough lived experiences with the planet and best practices to come up with a system Green system change that's based on ecological wisdom because you have to accept as our species, no other species pays to eat and live on the planet, except for us. Birds don't need a credit card. Cows don't need a credit card. Well,
0: yes. Card. A, my cow has a credit card. My cow has a credit card. Oh seriously well
1: when C,
0: give <laughs> when you're talking about a system change, I bet we can agree that most people uh on hearing something like that are going to be in shock, so no. I'm sure well again, I'm saying most people are going to be in shock, just like right now that I, we get a check, a stimulus check all of us who whatever qualify, of $1,200. What is $1,200? It's a one-time thing. For some people, it's a land. It's a lot of money. For some people, it's a little money. What about next month? What are we doing to change things, to make things sustainable? All these people are going to be suddenly dumped back with no help into working, and their jobs won't be there. 40 million Americans out of work. We're giving away food. We're trying to figure out how to deal with it. This will take discussion. That's all I'm saying. When you and talk about if eco-capitalism. You heard me,
1: if you heard me, I said we started a conversation. All of us need to agree on some basic things. If capitalism isn't working. You Us getting $1,200 a month based on this system is not sustainable.
0: Well, and I'm just saying, even what they're doing now, we know what's working on now is not working. We okay,
1: we, can, we agree on that. We you all were, you agree. were like
0: You were just born, or practically, when our President Nixon, in his uh, lack of great wisdom, in my opinion, went off the gold standard with our money. And suddenly they, we could print, and we are now, the whole world is, is not based on anything real and tangible. It's based on air. And so when we used to talk about a trillion dollars and $3 trillion in debt, we just doubled and tripled
1: that in the last couple of months. So So Jason, you heard me say that this capitalism has no backing. So you and I agree on that. So I'm I'm starting with facts. This capitalism is not sustainable. You I'm, have already agreed with me that something's not working. Third thing is that it's not based on anything tangible. Every adult American can agree on those three things. We can agree. I don't believe anybody would be blown away about the truth because we live it. Right. Um,
0: you also uh, happen to be black. And oh. I know that's no surprise to you or me. <laughs> and yes, uh, I have never, it really is funny. When I grew up, my father was a manager of W.T. Grant Company. I don't know if they were around when you were a little girl, probably. Woolworths and then they became <laughs> yes, yes. Freskies and Kmart and all that kind of stuff, yes. right? But his first store was at 125th Street and Broadway in the middle of Harlem. Mm-hmm. And so I see pictures of me as a little kid you know We're the only white people, everybody else is black. I never had a color issue. And then I went to high school and I was the, there was one black girl in our school and that was the daughter of Arthur Prysock, the singer, Janarda Prysock. Of course I do. And it was when I first became aware, because I in my own school, that people kind of were distant more because she was black. And that was, and you know, I graduated high school in 1969. And I thought we were making real progress socially and, and suddenly. Maybe it's not suddenly. You can probably tell me from living it. But I never, never saw racial issues. But then I, I heard them in the news. But now it's just so, what do you think is going on right now? I'm, I'm switching the subject. But,
1: but no, I'll, 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 it's all related. Racism, capitalism are conjoined twins. You always have to step back we just had the 1619 project with the new york times they they coined this based on when the first africans were brought here enslaved to that the 13 colonies so one these the u.s was based on 13 english colonies they came here against the wishes of the native people here so first and foremost the US and in the Green Party platform, they got it wrong too. This was not an experience, a positive experience. This was imperialism colonism at its worst. The first group that start forming, you know, as the you know, the Tea Party, all that the history we all know, they didn't allow European Americans DNA, because there's no such thing as whiteness. That's a construct that needs to be deconstructed. You could not vote in America, even if you were European DNA, unless you were a what? A landowner. That's class. The second group that couldn't vote, women, European American women. This year, we celebrate the 100th year of suffrage. Women suffered to be able to vote. We're almost 300 years old. So that's two-thirds of this existence that women couldn't vote. So you got to accept that one, the majority of European DNAs did not have land couldn't vote from the beginning. Two, European women could not vote. Next group, us, Black Americans. We were considered three-fifths of a human being. That started over 240 years ago. Next group, Native Americans. Native Americans whose land was stolen. And then everybody else, you know, Asian folks, anybody, other immigrants, Indians, you know, from India. So these are five groups of Americans that were not allowed from the beginning out of those 13 colonies that came into to be a nation were not allowed to vote. So I, I believe if people are honest about the history of our nation, nothing that's happening should shock anybody. We push people having stop having cognitive dissidence. I I can't because one, my grandmother, on my father's side was purchased for $300 out of slavery. Remember, I'm 58. On my, mo- on my mother's side, my mother was accepted into a wonderful university. But the European, you know, not upper class, in, her, in their area killed my grandfather because why dare this Black girl go to college and they weren't. So mine is an actual lived history. And again, I'm a fourth generation farmer, so we've always been connected to the land. So I believe every American needs to say honestly, from the beginning of America, we had it wrong. We were not a perfect union. We were not a great experiment. This was a racist, sexist, classist society. Were there some good ideas in that? Yes. I salute the flag. I sing the songs because my America represents the best of who we are. We fought a civil war because of this, me. I am proud of every American, of every hue, every nationality who fought so that I could go to school, I could be the president of America. So, this, we all have to accept that who we are was paid for with blood with humility, with love, with caring for, to make a perfect union. So I think all my brothers and sisters have to acknowledge that we cannot live in isolation of all these issues that I named, the four, five groups. So if so, you want to deny the existence of the pain and blood that our freedom that we have today was fought and won with.
0: So now, today, Today. We are facing we're watching for the last 8 days outbreaks every night and 9 so,
1: days <laughs> 9
0: okay it it too much and it was all because of a horrible experience that i've heard police officers just in horror over what happened and uh i've seen things not exactly but quite like that here in Maui Hawaii believe it or not so um uh, I know that this problem exists, and it doesn't only exist with Blacks, but sure is the focus right now. But um, what do you think is going on now? How can we solve this and kind of take the temperature down? Do you have any feeling for that?
1: Um, Well, three things. First, you have to understand that George Floyd was murdered in cold blood. Yeah. Yeah. Any human being that sees that feels rage, because it was it was murder. No one is accepting that that murder was acceptable. I've not met anyone, nobody, who said it was OK. So that shows our humanity as Americans, as global citizens. The second thing is, unfortunately for Black Americans, the enslavement of us was just amped to other things, Structural racism still exists. This last month, there have been five people killed senselessly. So this is not the first. I could name Ron Settles. I was in college in 1991. Tasha Harlan, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Fruit Station in Oakland. So people, I mean, you, <laughs> there's... <laughs> You can't see that and know it's acceptable. So, no. one of the things I, you know, I shared with you earlier, I've been saying to our party, how we change the dynamics of our nation, becoming the openly anti-racist party in America. And being anti-racist is what has to happen. Because without challenging laws, legislation, rules, procedures, and processes that allow systematic racism to exist it will keep happening we the only way you end it is deconstruct it challenge it and keep evaluating everything so no one is subjected to what has consistently been going on in our nation for the last 400 years i shared with you a flyer we did an open read and again i well you don't know but i'm degreed in black studies and the only reason i went to college is because all 13 of my beautiful, intelligent brothers were arrested and went to jail. And I, I just, the only reason I went to school was to find out why. How come my brother's all gone to jail? Racism, structural racism. So I i knew from the beginning of my life that something wasn't right. But it took really, Devin, de- like really, figuring out the core of it, it's racist ideas, and then people who consume racist ideas. And many of us don't understand that we use language that's racist. Up until August last year, I was a racist. I did not realize that me calling Ghana, West Africa, a developing country was a concept in racism. In fact, Ghana's not developing, It's a nation that's recovering from colonization. Now, when you speak the truth, it doesn't sound good, but it's better than saying developing. The US is a developing nation. We have not got it right. We have the majority, I mean, 13% of the population, but we disproportionate the disparities in housing, jobs, education, we're not developed. No developed nation would allow its citizens to be subjected to the level of violence and intrinsic pressure that we've experienced. I see now racism as a mental health issue. And I've challenged our party to address racism and we can do it. We've made ecology sexy. Everybody wants to be green. They don't give us credit, but the Green Party brought green into the mainstream. We can bring anti-racism into the mainstream as well. Our platform is about ending racism. Let's start and become the openly anti-racist party right now, next month, in 2020. We will not only get ballot access, we'll take the White House.
0: Well, um, I only have a couple of things to say about that. One, when we have already seen in our short lived time together, you and I, Mm -hmm. that the green party is a party very much like the other parties and structured like the other parties. And the, it may not have a racial prejudice, but even in trying to set up interviews or things, you hear people with all their opinions so early about getting the word out only for those that are qualified and, That bothers me, you know.
1: Well, here's the thing. 80% of Greens are decent people. You contacted me. That's how I've been able to keep managing. I've set up, our campaign has been the setup behind all the debates, all the online debates. So here's the good thing. We can pull it off. Those 20% do not dominate our intelligence. We're critical thinkers. You know it's not right. I know it's not right. And what are we doing about it? You had this interview. Right now, the state of Oregon has listed all of us. The state of Ohio, because I stood up and some of the candidates joined me to make sure that everybody's voice was heard. Now, everybody has to stand up. It's that simple. Greens are not stupid. They know, I mean, think about it. Look at the two people who they are pushing for. They're not getting billions of dollars, billions of votes. I'm still on number three without being recognized. I'm going to win a state. I just got a letter of endorsement. You'll hear about it. So nobody's buying that. Maybe 20% are buying it, but let's guarantee that. We left that and we will leave it again. This fight we're having is to save our party from that 20%, but we're gonna kumbaya them into the next century. I'm not concerned. I see what has happened in Ohio, in Chicago. When you stand for justice, truth follows. I'm not concerned at all. We have a contested convention. I've told Howie and Dario, you're cowards, move on. You don't have to be a good leader, but you need to learn how to lead. So I, uh, liberty or death, I know. And death means death in your, your thinking like that backwards mentality, how can you have three men only be recognized when you have the majority of people in the world, women, that shows a structural inequality. What kind of leader are you? If you couldn't stand up for me, there was another woman running, I stood up for her. I do not agree with who she is, but she said she wanted to run, I'm gonna share my time, I'm green. So if you can't do that, you—I'm gonna talk about you out loud, and I'm gonna talk about everybody who's voting for you. You are behind you. This person can stand up for women to be included. I don't want a coward leading me. Uh, I will not support them. I, and very I think thats honest.
0: I very much appreciate your fire and that you're standing up. No, seriously, um, you know um, when I hear about. You, as someone, you know it depends who's who's talking and who's listening. I very much appreciate that you're eloquent to what you say. You're not just standing up with a lot of hot air. You're you very substantive. Um, what do you think is happening here this year with all that's going on? How are we going to diffuse? I mean, we may not have the answer. How can we diffuse all these issues that are going on now? Number one, the COVID thing. Number two, the racism that's now... When I see these things in different cities, it concerns me that the people that are looting have nothing to do with the people that are standing for their principles. They seem to be very separate groups, nothing to do with each other, yet they're being lumped in together, and somehow the people that are listening want to talk about... uh, all that's happening as the lefts and, you know, you hear all kinds of stuff in the media. Um, How are we going to come together and move from where we are now? How can you help that?
1: I mean, it's really simple. It's about leadership. This Sunday, we're having the second of an open book reading and discussion on how to become anti-racist. The solution to our nation's problem is simple, anti-racism if people of color know that you are making a genuine attempt to address the inequalities that we've experienced, who would not support you? It's not brain surgery. This Sunday that's coming up, how do people find out about that? Um, Pseudonome 2020, Facebook group, Pseudonome 2020, our website, I have a flyer and I've been posting it on all the Facebook groups We'll be sending that as well as the three questions you've asked me, I've answered almost every on every interview for the last nine days. So I'll be, ta- I'll be attaching that, my thoughts on George Ferguson, and those two questions you've asked me. You mean George, be, Flo-
0: George Floyd, right? Yes,
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's all right. A lot of talking the last night.
0: <laughs> I think it's important for our audience to know pseudonym is spelled S-E-D. I um, AM twenty, Yes, 20.
1: I'm very grateful. So because this is brain important. surgery. We can do it, Green Party. Imagine, Jay, we come up with a platform by and before our uh, July convention. We vote and become the first openly anti-racist party in America. Mm-hmm. We win. 40% of Americans don't vote. They don't. And look what happened to Bernie Sanders. There was an exodus of Democrats like myself. I understand because I was sucked into Al Gore. So when these folks come to us, it changes the dynamics for the whole nation if we are anti-racist. I can poll, it takes 15% to poll to get into the nationally televised debates. Black educated woman whose leadership is unquestionable. I didn't just start saying this. Every event I've gone to, every everything has been about being anti-racist. Being Black 58 years, you know and you can see what the issues are. That shows the substance I have as a human being and as a leader. I know it's uncomfortable. But if I can challenge myself, I can challenge my party. And we have. The principles and pillars that support it—they're not adequate. But this is the long game, Greens. We have to do the long game. We're not even 50 years old. Our nation is going to be 300. So we have—we have a chance to take the leadership. 2020. You can do it, and we can do it.
0: So let's—I'm running a camera a little bit ahead. Okay. Now, Madam. um, we have you in office. Any things, that, any things that come up in you that you immediately want to change or you feel like you have the capacity to immediately change?
1: Oh, yes. Having the open discussion about who we want to be at 300 as a nation. Nowhere in no time in our nation's development has every American been surveyed about what it is they want, see, and feel about our nation. So first we're gonna do public engagement. That starts on the first day I'm in the White House. We are going to do a full month of public engagement about who we wanna be at 300. That gives us a long game. The second thing on the first day is I will institute the department of anti-racism. It would become a department within my cabinet. Third thing is challenging capitalism. We have to rethink ecological wisdom based on ecological economics. There are best practices in the world in how we stop taking, this, extracting from the earth and start figuring out, it's a paradigm shift here as a nation. What do we do so that we can live in harmony with the earth, not what we can take? And this capitalism is about taking, not sustaining, not regenerating, not supporting. We have to become resilient as a species. So those are the three immediate things I would do. Oh yeah, I will put the solar panels back up, and I would paint the White House green. It would be green. I'm going to send a clear message to the world. Clear.
0: <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll paint with you.
1: Come on, and I'm going to and Save I'm going to invite people to stay in the White House. I will set up three rooms that Americans from every state can spend a week, a week a week in the White House. Just like, no, this is your house. You should be able to come and stay. I'll be having dinner with an American, with a group of Americans every week for the entire four years. Those folks who stay in the house will come and have dinner with me and my family. Oh, yes. We have to change the dynamics. And I want every child to vote. This is before I run. We're setting up the American children and youth debate for all presidential candidates. So children have to be an integral part of our presidency because what we do now affects their lives. So children are going to get a seat. Children and youth will have departments within my presidency in my cabinet. So
0: now let's just for a second. I don't want to get too specific, but um, I could talk. About, you don't have any specific people lined up for a secretary. You haven't chosen officers and things yet, I imagine.
1: Um, what, what I'm going to do is ask for suggestions. This won't be an inside job. It's not who helped me in the campaign. I want the top 10 people of every cabinet names to be put forward. We have open interviews with the American people so that people come up with plans. These 10 people, if three of them rank choice voting, then they, they're, that's it. It's not based on who I like. I want the people to vote. Because you've hired me, and I want you to hire the rest of my cabinet as well.
0: It would also be fair to say that you would look at what you've got, and you probably are, but look at what you've got before you clean sweep, right? I mean, I know that we've had a lot of people that have had careers That have a lot to offer that are already there in place, I'm sure. Um, Civil
1: servants would not be moved. We're talking about political appointees. Government is intact. So I'm not, nobody will lose their job, no, but all political appointees will be vetted by American people. Okay. Same way I've been. I don't believe anybody should be kissed butt in order to get a job. And I don't have to, you don't have to like everybody. We, if we are committed to the goals that the American people voted me for, they will also see that in you, and we can work together. I'm not afraid of conflict at all, as you can tell. You know, you got this light on me, and I'm sweating.
0: <laughs> well, you know, please excuse me. I just wanted to be sure that you had um, enough light so people could see who you are. Let's suppose you it's possible you might not win in November so if that were to happen um how would you be directing some of your time and energy because i'm sure that as people are listening they'd like to embrace a lot about you and we don't know where things are going where people will cast their votes but you have a lot to say and a lot of things that could continue to happen with or without your presidency
1: definitely our campaign in, no was it last November? We started the Shirley Chisholm People of Color Political Training Institute. So every bit of knowledge I learned, right there. Unless the Green Party deals with racism, we're just talking green values. If there's, you know, no, no addressing disparities, it's just talk. So I, we set that up. And we've been holding meetings and doing things. We're recruiting people of color. And anybody that cares about real green values and understanding racism, ecological wisdom, and economies, then they can be trained and learn and groomed. I mentioned this is a long game. Our nation has less than 60 years to become 300. This is not a quick fix. It's a long game. I won't stop being green. I won't stop being who I am. I joined the Green Party knowing those are the three things I need to work on. And I I won't stop doing that. That's my commitment. The only one of the only ways I was able to get this level of connection, I've been to 45 states, is because I ran for president. I had run, and I believe this is one of the issues in a a little, our young party. People should not jump up and run for president. Back in 2008, I ran for vice president and I was the de facto campaign manager for all the candidates in 2008. And what happened was it taught me how to run a campaign, it taught me how to network, it taught me what's needed at that level nationally. One of the reasons you see me articulate, I know how to deal with things, I can make things happen, I was trained through that process. I believe everybody, should run for vice president first. Nobody should run for president unless they ran for vice president because it gives you an insight into how things are getting done. The second thing is that I was a campaign manager for our nominee in 2008. That gave me advantage as well as a campaign manager for a a gubernatorial candidate. So one of the ways our campaign has done more work than the uh, presidential support committee is because we have the knowledge. None of those folks had the knowledge who are over these committees to do this. I have been advising and directing this whole campaign, as I did for the last one. I'm a professional meeting planner. So I can set up anything in 10 minutes.
0: talk to you about that.
1: Yeah, so this is just my... Is my second nature. Absolutely. I've been working with everybody to set up debates, to set up press. I've given more, <laughs> given more help to more people than the whole Green Party has. So they they're at a disadvantage because they're not my <laughs> equal in terms of professionalism. Every well, major step that's been set up, our campaign has done it.
0: Well, I'm hoping that this interview can be put out widely and be of some value to you in your campaign. I
1: appreciate it.
0: I really very much have appreciated you and your your power and presence. You're not shying away from any issues. Uh, any issues besides racism that are on the tip of your tongue that you'd like to address? Sexism. Or even not on the
1: tip? Sexism. Our, our nation, we have to address the inequalities and the disparities and wages and rights for women. We are a supermajority, but it's a mindset. So we have to deconstruct patriarchy and have to really call men to task and women. We, we got to change how we relate to each other. It, it's for too, sure. too, too bad. But I'm, I'm more
0: thinking um, down in the nuts and bolts, you know, working here. Um, I'm not going to say when you get to the White House or whether you are, we have Democrats and Republicans that dominate the uh, House of Representatives and the Senate. And values-wise, I myself think that Green can be conservative or liberal or anywhere in between because the basic tenets of the Green Party really come from the heart. I, That's it. And so it's, they always have attracted me. So I think of them as apolitical, but we're in a political arena here. It.
1: So
0: So um, what other things can you see yourself practically uh, advising on? And I'm I'm looking for your wisdom in other areas, sexism and racism. What about spending of dollars on education or how we how do we revamp the financial system
1: you see not... part of this the main thing is literacy and literacy is just not reading and writing it's critical thinking education to for me should be free from zero to phd if we want to compete as a nation we have to have the most educated and enlightened citizenry So my goal is to to wipe, wipe out any need for money for education. Everybody in our nation must become educated. I am a proud product of Head Start and public education. I'm in California, and Pat Brown, Governor Brown, he set up the university system that I went through though I'm now saddled with debt, you know, advancing my education, I could not be who I am without free, free education. So I know that every American has to have education, be it vocal, training, academic. We all have to be critical thinkers. The majority of folks in prison are there because of lack of education. Every social problem we have is rooted in ignorance about something. So if we take re- reimagine our society of one that's loving and heartfelt, not that we don't have to defend ourselves because I'm a gun owner. So I think it's how you approach dialogue, discussion and critical thinking are important. There was an Italian, I want to say he's Argentinian, psychologist who gave, there was an experiment where he had m- m- mice and he put all the wonderful luxuries that mice would like and then he took and put all the bad things. The mice did better with the good stuff. So I think we do better with good stuff. And we just have, the, the, this crony capitalism has disproportionately affected the majority of Americans that we don't even see a path to be all we can be no one wanted to wake up to be stupid i don't think that's it. nobody was built to be stupid we haven't given them the love the support and the resources to be resourceful to to do what it is they were put on earth to do we are cheating ourselves out of brilliant artistic loving so much i was i was uh, downtown 2 days ago you know with the protest there was an older brother Not sure if he was blind, but he had some some health issues. His voice was angelic. I I was stopped. He was just humming, but I heard him. I stopped and listened for 15 minutes. And he, he was like, is somebody there? I've been listening to you for 15 minutes. I said, you need to go to opera school. He said, you're right. (laughs) You know, so we did some discussions about how to make that happen. You know, and I was so in the moment and enjoying it, it didn't dawn on me to record it. You know, but it was like, his humming stopped me. And then he went into a melody, then he went into a falsetta, then he started speaking and singing Italian. Oh, my goodness.
0: Well, he was just standing on the street? What, what was he, he doing? Was,
1: he was sitting on the side of a building, you know, getting his stuff together. He was sleeping on the street. Oh, I but I, I, I use a walker, so I was, I'm not fast. So I was kind of moving slow, and his hum caught my attention. Yeah. So I just stopped and sat down. And he just was entertaining himself and i think i might have said wow you know i might have made a noise or something out of excitement and he said are you listening to me yes i've been here 15 minutes," and it was just marvelous
0: that's wonderful
1: yes so i believe as human beings that we cheat ourselves by not ensuring that everyone's their best self how many songs how many pieces of art How many inventions, how many solutions to problems are we cheating ourselves out of by not providing a platform for everybody to be their best? I believe we're cheating ourselves. And racism cheats us, sexism cheats us, capitalism cheats us. I want the best from everybody, and we deserve it. So let's create a system that allows the best of who we are as this species so spring forward, and it can happen.
0: You are delightful. You sound more like, you know, uh, 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 I want to say a leader of a rally. I, I'm i trying to think of you as president. You know, I I, I guess you're the kind of person I'd like to be part of what you're doing, because it sounds like you're looking for people like me. and others. Yes,
1: I am. We just have to join forces. Yep. It only takes 15% of Greens to tip us to that 25%. And then when we get on the national stage, our party will shine. The majority, I've been to 45 states in my runs for vice president and now president. (laughs) I could be at a supermarket. I'm getting ready to pay. The checker says, they paid for you. I can be at a toll booth. Oh, they paid for you. I could be at a gas station. They paid for you. America, we're ready. We're ready. I love my nation. I could not be who I am without Americans. I'm a product of a nation that has a heart for good. Any crisis, we show up. Look at European Americans standing in front of police with Black Lives Matter. 're we're, we're ready. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the news. Don't buy their narratives. We love each other. We support each other. I don't believe it because I live it every day. I, today, my neighbor, for about a, about two months now, you know, because we're quarantined, I mean, we're locked down. So I listen to her two children and the grandmother, and I play with them, you know, not physically, but make stones. Like today, we were pretending we were having snow. I didn't know that they were, they were not allowed to be throwing the plant stuff, but I'm all with them on the other side. So the mom, you know, I wanted to ask her about something. So she's outside with her new baby, and I'm talking to her about, her, about what we did today, earlier when she wasn't here. And she said to me something. My mother told me that they don't fight when I'm not here. I screamed, yes! I've been trying to figure out how to tell her that we don't have any problems unless you're home. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we have that level of honesty. And her grandmother, I spoke to the grandmother, because we enjoy each other, the four of us, all the time without her. And she said, my, my mother's awesome. I said, she is. She's a keeper. Because <laughs> only time there's problem is when you're home.
0: That's funny.
1: <laughs> so having that level of care for each other is what we have, is what we need, is what we must demand from each other. Will it be uncomfortable? Yes. But we can get past that. If we can get past the enslavement, the broken treaties, a civil war, we can mend, heal, reconcile, and love each other for the next 60 years. So America is a perfect union. I want to sing my song. (laughs) It's paint. So you're painting the White House. Make a house green. Paint the White House green. Won't you help me to paint? The White House Green Pseudonym 2020. Join me. I got you for a week at the White House 2020.
0: <laughs> well, you've been really a pleasure to talk to. I. Um, you too. I um, wish you the very best. And I hope that everyone that's viewing will give you careful and strong consideration because you um, have a lot to say. S E D. I Can you a screenshot? Can you do a shot of us? Sure, you I don't want know see- how to do it. Well, I'll be making screenshots and sending them to you.
1: What All are- right.
0: Here, here's my little Hawaiian uh shaka. Can you do one of those? There we go. Get it in okay, screen. Where am I? You gotta get oh, th- there we go. <laughs> now, aloha is truly aloha. The heart. You've really a from the heart candidate. I am. I'm wearing red, you've got white behind you and blue. We got the right colors, red, white, and blue. America, (laughs)
1: America, we're it, we're the new America.
0: Well, it has been a great pleasure to be here with you. I um, hope we can do this again before November.
1: Please, host a debate, I told you, host a debate.
0: Well, we gotta rustle up some people, we'll see where that happens.
1: How's it looking? How's it looking? Did you get your well, volunteers? You know,
0: the fact of the matter is, uh, a lot of people talk about it, but they want somebody else to handle it. And that should <laughs> be the case here. But uh, I know that what we're doing right now, you and I, stands tall, and uh, we'll we'll see where, the, where it goes between now and November for sure. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Sudanam, <laughs> for being here with us. My pleasure. See you again. Aloha, everyone.
1: Bye-bye.